What's in the bag? A shark or something? Put the bunny back in the box. This is Two Guys, Five Movies. This is one of your co-hosts, Chris Gasper. This is Frank Pelicone. You're listening to The Quick Cage. And Frank, which Nick Cage movie are you going to talk about tonight? So if you listen to the regular podcast, this has already been kind of um, teased. But uh, tonight we are going to listen to, or we're going to discuss the 2002 directorial debut of one Nicolas Cage um, movie called Sonny which stars James Franco, uh, Brenda Bladen, um, Harry Dean Stanton, Mina Suvari, um, also has uh, small roles by um, uh, Seymour Cassell and a very small role um, performed by Mr. Cage. Uh, so in contrast to a normal quick cage, you know, we're not going to be talking so much about Nick Cage's performance, although let me tell you, it's pretty terrible. Um, instead, we're going to talk about uh, his performance behind the camera mm. and can't wait in control of one of the most who unfortunately uncomfortable plot lines mm. married with one of the most awkwardly realized performances in the history of film maybe <laughs> okay um so basic premise follows uh james franco's sonny um who is a 26 year old man returning from combat in vietnam to new orleans um nick cage is pretty obsessed with new orleans if you've listened to our review of zandali um you know that like he's definitely um i i would assume that's where he like kind of fell in love with the city um, performing there um, he definitely chews the scenery there pretty well um it's basically the same sets and everything as zandali like i think maybe even filmed on the same exact houses um so sunny comes home from the army um goes to his mother's house um where you find out immediately that his mother is a madam um who has one prostitute that works for her. Um, that Sonny used to be a prostitute that worked for his mother um, during his teenage years before going into the army, um, that she whored him out to like wealthy older women in New Orleans, and she expects him to come back and just be a whore again. Mm -hmm. um, I wish that I had, you know, people around me um, that I could play drinking games with, because I definitely would have played a drink every time someone says the word whore um in this movie because i would have died probably uh -huh. and it would have been a better week um so mina suvari plays her current like prostitute um mina suvari immediately falls in love with sunny um her name is uh carol she's prostitute number one for um jewel who is brenda blyden um 
she falls in love with Sonny, but Sonny doesn't want to be a whore anymore. Sonny wants to go work in a bookstore in Texas because his friend from the army said that his dad owned a bookstore in Texas and Sonny thinks that's what he's going to do. And his mother's basically like, nah, Sonny, you're a whore. You're always going to be a whore. You're really good at being a whore. Why don't you want to be a whore anymore, Sonny? You're a really good whore. <laughs> so Sonny, first of all, tries to get a job in New Orleans um, working at a upscale clothing store. But while he's there getting fitted for a suit, two of his former tricks see him or one of his former tricks sees him along with her friend and basically says, yo, Sonny, are you still a whore? Like, do you still want to fuck me for money? Because, like, I'm down. Mm-hmm. And the guy that Sonny is talking to about the job is like, um, I don't think you'd fit in here. <laughs> so then Sonny's all dejected and leaves. So he eventually... Um, oh, Mina Suvari's character gives a blowjob to a man that works at a car dealership in order to get a car for Sonny that he just takes and has for the rest of the movie for no reason from like one blowjob so anyway so he takes his blowjob car expensive blow, an expensive blowjob it i mean it was like a, um i think a trans am or an iroc z it's one of those like yeah t-top like late 70s muscle cars um so anyway so he drives to texas and meets up with his friend and finds out from his friend that Oh, you know, my dad went bankrupt and sold the place and then died. So I don't have a job for you anymore. But why don't you hang out here, Sonny? And he's like, okay, you know, I'll hang out with you. And he's like, hey, I'm seeing this girl and she's got a hot friend and we're going to go on a double date tonight. So they all go on this double date and Sonny's all awkward because he doesn't know how to behave around like regular people because he's a whore and that's all he knows is being a whore. So he eventually, (laughs) I swear to God, like, this is one of those times where, like, I wish that we did this on YouTube so we could play clips. So I don't think we would get sued for playing clips from this movie. Because, um, honestly, like, it's out of print. I don't think Nick Cage even wants to know that it exists anymore. So I actually might get sued for that purpose. Um, so there, there is very little on YouTube in terms of Cage talking about this movie. Yeah. Well, there's going to be this. And it's not just going to be me talking about it. Not on YouTube. Anyway, so they go on the date. And Sonny and the friend are talking. And he's kind of like flirting with her a little bit. And she's really flirting with him. So they go and have sex. So after they have sex, she's like, oh, my God, Sonny, that was amazing. That was the best sex I've ever had. And he's like, yeah, thanks. I've heard that. And she's like, I mean, seriously, that could be your job. You're so good at it. And so Sonny, who's trying to not be a whore anymore, sits there. And I swear to God, like, this is, like, classic fucking awkward-ass indie James Franco acting. Where he sits there with his, like, pasty-ass rat face white man features and his greasy hair. And he's like, it used to be. And she says, what? And he says... It used to be my job, but I just quit. And so she gets kind of freaked out for whatever reason. Because, I mean, honestly, for the reason that she's laying naked in bed with this fucking insane man baby who's talking about how he was a a whore. Right. So she gets up to go to the bathroom. She's like, oh, I got to go brush my teeth. So she gets up and goes to the bathroom. And 
she says, you wait right here. I'll, you know, I'll be back in a couple minutes. And for some reason he follows her in. She's, she's in there and she's like, takes a swig of cough syrup. And he's like, and he's naked, by the way, this is naked. James Franco, no, no penis naked, but close enough. So he, she's naked and he's naked. So he starts screaming, are you a junkie? Are you a fucking junkie? I know a junkie when I see one. I left New Orleans to get away from this. And now here you are a junkie. And she's like, what are you talking about? It's just cough syrup. So he gra- he pushes her to the ground and he grabs this bottle from her and he smashes it. And he's like, this is coding, you junkie. So then he goes into their closet that's in the bathroom, this giant closet. And he mm-hmm. starts throwing toilet paper all over the place. And he finds like more coding. He's like, see, junkie, junkie. And he throws it at her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, get out of my house. Get out of my house. <laughs> and he says, what? You want me out because I'm unclean? Because I'm a whore? Yeah. And I'm sitting there watching this movie and I'm like, motherfucker, she wants you out because you're throwing fucking right. bottles at her. Like, you're insane. That's why you need to leave, not because you're an unclean whore. And she's like, no, just get out. You're crazy. And then the friend comes and he's like, whoa, is everything okay here? And Nick Cage is like, don't look at me. Don't look at me. You think you're better than me because I'm just some kind of whore? I'm just some kind of whore? So this goes on. So finally he leaves. So then he goes home. So then he decides all of a sudden, well, I guess I'm just going to be a whore. So he does that. But he's in love with Mina Suvari. Mm-hmm. The other whore. Right. Okay. So subplot. <laughs> um, Harry Dean Stanton plays um, Henry, who is like the kind of sort of like muscle, but he's not really muscle. He's just kind of this guy that like works with Brenda Blythe like they kind of like he he's a like a small time crook and they have some sort of romantic relationship but you get the impression it might not just be romantic it might just be like he does stuff for her and she sleeps with him once in a while because of that mm-hmm. so oh my god this fucking movie so they go out to dinner um for her birthday and they go to this fancy restaurant and she's sitting there and they're ordering dinner and she's got her shoes off because she's like, oh, I can't never stand to wear no shoes in no place. I always got to have my bare feet on the ground. Like she turns into this fucking hit. And the Mater D is like basically isn't she, isn't she British? Uh she's not in this movie. Okay. In real life, maybe I don't know. Anyway, so the Mater D makes some snide comments about how they have to leave because they're not civilized enough to eat in this fancy restaurant. So then Harry Dean Stanton basically threatens to kill him. So he has to go back and apologize to her and tell her she can keep her shoes off because whatever, like he's afraid of like wispy ass old man, Harry Dean Stanton. So then Harry Dean Stanton, who's like a lifetime gambler who never wins like the sad set. He reveals that he's Nick Cage's actual, or he's um, James Franco's actual dad. James Franco doesn't know that because he thinks his dad was killed like a long time ago. Mm Mm-hmm. So this plot line comes up. So then Seymour Cassell is this guy that he gambles with every night. and He always loses, but he finally wins this game of poker. And he's sitting there in the restaurant, like, because Seymour Cassell is this, like, restaurant owner. Uh, uh, who's, who's he, Franco or Harry Dean Stanton? Who? Oh, Harry Dean Stanton is sitting in the restaurant with Seymour Cassell. Okay. They're, they're, right. they're gambling buddies. Okay. And Harry Dean Stanton finally wins. And he's like, let me tell you something. I'm just going to cash out now. But tomorrow night I'm going to come back and take more of your money. 
because things are finally turning around for old Henry. Things are finally looking up for old Henry. So I'm like, so how's this motherfucker going to die? Is Seymour Casal going to kill this dude? Because, like, obviously, right. things are not looking up right. for old Henry. Right. So he goes out and gets in his car to leave and immediately gets hit by a fucking tractor trailer. And the as soon as the tractor trailer hits his car, the car explodes in a fireball and then rolls down the street as, like, a fireball. So there's no chance you could ever think that. Harry Hold on, real quick. So is he parked on the street, or he just he's he's on the street, but he pulls out, okay. like to like whatever, like go into traffic. Okay. And this truck runs a red light and hits him, and kills him. Okay. So then there's this whole tearful thing where like, oh, he's dead, blah blah blah. And then Mina Suvari wants. Sunny to run away with her. She doesn't want to be a whore anymore. They have this like, they go to this like place where there's these two older rich people, and they swing with them for money. Um, and they're only getting like they're not really getting. I guess they're getting paid for like 1970s dollars. It's like 500 dollars they get for this. So they leave, and she's like, "Let's get married. We don't have to be whores." And he's like, "I'm always going to be a whore. You don't want to be with a whore like me." And she's like. We don't have to be whores if we say we're not whores. And like, we always have to be whores because we're whores. So he rejects her. So she goes and is going to get married to this fucking older dude that's like one of her longtime Johns that keeps proposing to her. So he's like, yeah, good luck at the wedding. You know, because he's got that. Um, I just made the face and tilted my head back. I mean, you know, the Franco look like. Right. The, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, the freaks and geeks fucking uh how was his character's name? Oh damn it. Um ah, what's his name? Oh damn it. Uh, it's not, Dan- it's not is just it Daniel? Daniel it is Daniel Daniel you jerk right it is Daniel. Yeah Daniel yeah. Oh my god such a good show. Anyway so it he, it's it's that like you know that face he makes when he's telling the story about um the one where how he's faking it. He yeah. never learned to read. Yes. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. how, how do you think it feels to be in seventh grade and be told you're never going to amount to nothing? Yes. So yep. he's making that face, like, when he's talking to her. Like, Desario. Daniel Desario. Yeah, Daniel Desario. Good luck. I hope it works <laughs> out for you. So then his mother tells him, um, oh, yeah, by the way, never told you, but Henry was your dad. And there's no build-up to it. There's no reason for it. She, there, he, like, comes home from tricking one night. And he's like, hey, Mom, had a good night. You know, made some money. And she's like, yeah, Henry was your dad, by the way. And he's like, no! <laughs> uh-huh. And he, like, flips over a call. He's always flipping coffee tables. Over. Like, he flips, like, six tables in this movie. So he goes out and he gets really drunk in the bar. And then he goes to Acid Yellow's brothel and acid yellow is played by nick cage and is the most offensive character of a gay man you will ever see in a movie because he only does rough trade gay sex Mm. so james franco is like i need a john and nick cage is like oh i didn't think you swung that way and he's Mm. like yeah i'm gonna do it now just give me a john i want that rough trade and Nick Cage is like, oh, I got just the guy for you, but he's a good client, so treat him nice. And he's wearing, like, <sighs> Jesus. Like a fro, a terrible fro wig with, like, this fake mustache, and he's just snorting coke. Mm-hmm. And he's got this, 
like super masculine, I guess transvestite drag queen. Drag queen's probably the better way to put it because I don't think it's implied. I think it's just a drag queen. Anyway, the man, a man wearing women's clothing with a wig. Mm-hmm. And he goes in and this John comes in. And the John is this like wispy British guy who's like, you need to punish me. You need to punish me and tell me what I've done wrong. And James Franco is like, did you love your dad? And the guy's like, oh, I don't know where this is going. Uh Just answer the fucking question. Did you love your dad? Did you lose your dad? And he's like, yeah, my dad's been dead for years. And he's like, you fucking homosexual and starts beating the shit out of him. Mm. He's like, you should have loved your dad. You should have loved your dad. Your dad wouldn't want you doing this and like beats the shit out of him. So then Nick Cage tries to kill him, but he runs away. Mm -hmm. So he goes home and Mina Savari comes to get her shit and she's like, Sonny, I just wanted to be with you the whole time. I don't know why you won't leave your mom and stop being a whore. And he's like, I'm just always going to be a whore. I can't be nothing but a whore. And she's like, you can be whatever you want to be. We can be what we want to be together. But I'm going to marry Troy. So she leaves. So then you see him leave leave the house with her. They have this conversation out on the sidewalk because she doesn't want his mother to hear because his mother just wants him to be a whore. Right. So he runs after her and she sees him run in and she gets out of the car and they run and embrace and then it cuts back to him just looking at his mom's house because that was all in his mind. And he's never going to be nothing but a whore. <laughs> End. And that's Sonny. Okay, so is... I, I got... I, I have questions here. Nothing about the plot of that movie, but um, okay. I, I, I think I get it. So, question number one is what do you think this movie's supposed to be about? Is this about, like, the, the horrors are coming back from war? Is this... No. Like about that war makes you crazy, like no, uh war no. makes you a whore. I don't know. No, nope. he was a whore before the war. Being a whore made him a whore. His mother being a whore made him a whore. Gotcha. Okay. Um, it's about the inescapability of fate. It's about okay. you know, the expectations of family and knowing yourself and being able to like change yourself. And it's it you know what it's about? It's about nothing. It's about number one, it's about 90 minutes too long. And it's only 110 minutes. So uh-huh. there's that. Uh-huh. I mean, it's like Okay, my second the guy that the guy oh, that wrote this movie doesn't even have a Wikipedia entry. So right. I saw that, yeah. So my second question is two times <clears throat> you mentioned you were talking about James Franco. Um, and you said cage by accident. One time you caught yourself, one time you didn't. Um, is this because you can imagine cage wanting himself to play this role at one point in his life? This is 100% the performance that cage has both done and and not, not, not the character itself, but cage always imagines himself as like the ultimate fuck machine or something i don't know like he's like the dude that gets all the ladies and can please all the ladies and he's the most enigmatic charismatic whatever like he's the fucking jeff hardy of the indie movie scene right so 
charismatic enigma. So it's right. <laughs> fucking terrible. I hate the Hardys. <laughs> so he's basically casting a young version of himself in James Franco in this handsome, but not traditionally handsome solid actor. Who's got these weird methods to his performance. And is like, I think really just like pushing himself into that role. Like to him, that's him. Right. Because James Franco is more traditionally handsome, I think, than Nick Cage is. Like James yeah. Franco has less like oh. weird yes, that's absolutely. physical affectations. Like he doesn't have necessarily the hawkish features or the bug eyes or the weird hair. Or the sloping shoulders. I mean, even like built, like muscular <clears throat> Nick Cage still has kind of a hunchback, like lurker look to him, you know, where. And I think that it's Nick Cage just like pouring that into this character about this guy that's trapped in something he doesn't want to be. And I don't know. And it's so weird because, like, usually when you see actors direct other actors, and there's good actors in this movie. Like, even though I made I've made fun of him the entire time, James Franco has like some real competence in him. He can do really good performances sometimes. Sure, Brenda Blythe is a very accomplished actress. Harry Dean Stanton, very accomplished actor. Right. I mean, I'm not a big fan of Minu Suvari, but at the time, you know, she was like the it girl for like the indie scene. Seymour Cassell, very accomplished actor. Mm-hmm. And, like, he gets not a single good performance out of any of them. Right. It's like he gets the opposite of a good performance out of everyone in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I mean, it's so weird to see, like, someone who should be able to direct other... Because there's nothing that needs to be done in this movie in terms of, like, <clears throat> fancy camera work or intricate shots. There's no real... I mean, aside from, like, the fight, there's no real action to this movie. You know what I mean? It's just, it's a very low-key indie movie. And I, like, whatever. Like, it's really poorly written. But it's a fine enough story, I guess, of, like, you know, you can get into it. And I think if the performances would have been good and the script would have been a little different, I would have been fine with it. But, man, it is abysmal. Like, it's legit one of the worst movies. I And... For like, but it's funny. Like, it makes you, it, dude. I know when you're at a loss for words, it's bad. It's like, a spectacle, and it's something that like I wish it was available for people to watch. And like, look, I bought the like one of the only copies of this on eBay, so I have no idea like where you could get this movie from if you want to see it. So, unless you know me personally and you want to borrow this shit at some point, like you're screwed. Maybe it's on YouTube. I didn't even look on YouTube before I spent the $4 on it. Nah, just trailers, I think. Well, it... So, for being a movie about whores, it doesn't even really have that much, like, nudity or... It's got sex, but it's, like, implied sex. Mm -hmm. Like... And this is a constant, like, joke with this podcast, but it's it's got Phantasm 3 sex. Mm -hmm. Like, where they're pulling covers up over themselves, or somebody's got their panties on and they're grinding on top of somebody. Mm Mm-hmm. I thought he was fucking his mom at one point, but it was just some other old woman. That was mm-hmm. really disturbing. I got really angry at that, but then I was like, okay, like I'm mm-hmm. just misimagining what's occurring here because it's oh. so poorly filmed. Nicholas Cage shows no real aptitude for 
spacing or framing or scene transition. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like any anything that could fail in this movie is a failure. And it's not like for being like almost like soft horror points, it's not soft horror enough to be like titillating. And it's not psychologically engaging enough. Like there's a fuck. I can't remember. Um it's not I can't remember what it's called. There there's a movie from about ten to twelve years ago about a guy who's an ex con that ends up befriending this young girl who's being abused and ends up like basically killing her abuser. And that is a small movie like this, but like with people that are not good characters that have really bad past, but it's in fuck. I wish I can remember what that movie's called, but it's engaging and it's interesting. And it's like, this movie wants to be that. Isn't that the plot of the equalizer as well? Uh, yeah, but this movie's before the equalizer. Okay. I can't remember what the fuck it's called. I all I can think of in my head is American Me, but that's obviously not it. But it's something like that. Okay. But it's not American Mary, which is something else completely different and not a movie that you should necessarily watch. Right. I'm 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 gonna figure it out and then we can I'll just text you later. So <laughs> maybe it'll be like a Easter egg on the next podcast or some <laughs> future podcasts. Gotcha. Because I'm sure there's people like looking for those Easter eggs. Um <laughs> Only Easter, he's looking just for the Easter eggs. Yeah, right. Which I appreciate. I, 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 I like Easter's like after after podcasts, like blog posts. Um, I don't know, man. This movie's just awful. There's like no real redeeming qualities to this movie. If I if I can't believe that anybody who saw James Franco in this movie thought I should cast this man in something else. So I don't know. All right, so. Yeah, you talked about his directing already. So the the reason I asked you about that is I I watched the one interview that seems to be anywhere that Cage, at least on the internet, that that Cage had about this movie because I I knew this was coming this this movie and um he his claim is this that he got this script and this is in two thousand and whatever uh two i guess like uh when it when this movie comes out he got the script roughly 15 years ago he says um and that it was they approached richard gear about it first but richard gear went off and did Mar- american gigolo and he tried to find a director to film this movie with him in it in the lead role and couldn't find anybody basically. And then it went on to the back burner and all that kind of stuff. And like, somehow it came up again in his mind and he like went back and reread it after all these years and found money and decided that he was going to take a shot at directing himself, but he originally wanted to play this role. So that's why I was asking you if you saw any in cage oh. influence on Franco when you made those kind of slips a couple times saying cage rather than Franco. I mean, I was just, I was just thinking about every time that I've watched this man dry hump, like a super attractive woman. And I'm supposed to suspend my disbelief and think that that could be true. And that's what I think, you know, this is just his like 
it's just whatever like masturbation by proxy or something i don't know yeah um gee okay i want to play one game with you real quick uh he in terms of his directorial style he 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 cited two names do you want i want you to take a guess on what those two names are in terms of other direct past directors John Cassavetes. Okay. And Robert Alt. Let's go with a. Uh, okay, I'll give you this hint. Like, one of them is a foreign director. So take a guess at a foreign director. Fellini. Okay. It's Kazan and, Fass, oh, yeah, and Fassbender. Hmm. Okay, I can see that. That's his two influences. Yeah, um, I, I I can see both of those. I stand by my statements as well, honestly. Yeah, it's it's very. So number one, this movie's filmed in two thousand one, and it looks like it was filmed in ninety one. So it's very cheap feeling, and it feels very. <clears throat> yeah, I can see Kazan. Like it's. It's a very low movie. Like, it's filmed, like, low. Like, the angles are low. The people are, like, subhuman almost in ways. It's just, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it's like, like watching Nicholson in Five Easy Pieces. Mm -hmm. Like, where it's a person that is just constantly reminding you how terrible they are. But at least in Five Easy Pieces, there's other people around him reminding you that not everyone is terrible. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Except here, it's one person consistently reminding you not only how terrible he is, but also how stupid he is. And everyone else just kind of following suit around it. So there's like nothing that redeems you. It's not even one of those things like where you're watching... Trying to think of a good example of this. I mean, maybe that is the best example. Like, you know, where or I don't know. Like you watch these movies that involve these people that are like poor or that come from like the grifters. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. here's this group of people that are all scumbags, but there's like moments of humanity and life to them in the midst of them being scumbags. You know, like there's bits of them. Like, here's us, like, playing at normal people, kind of. And at no point... I, I, I don't know that ten minutes goes by in this movie without you hearing the word whore at least four times. I really should watch this movie again and count how many times it's said. Because I swear to God, in the 110 minutes... And this movie is every motherfucking bit of 110 minutes long. Like, I swear whore is said, like, 200 times in it. That's oh my man. god, this is so constant. Like, oof, I don't know, man. It's bad. It's bad movie. Um, is Scott Con in this? Scott Con is the blonde-haired um dude from Ocean, the Ocean's movies. C A A N. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is he? It, it does not say it on Wikipedia, but I am. I was. I was looking to see if this movie exists anywhere. Um, 
Um, he's 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 oh, James yeah, Conn. Um, yeah, you know what? I think he plays um the friend in uh Texas. Okay. Um, it looks like him anyway. It's really funny because Wikipedia doesn't list him, but um, I I ended up on Plex, which I don't know if you know about that streaming service. Like it has free stuff on it. Um, Plex. Um, it was an old. Uh, it doesn't matter. Um, but anyway, yeah, they have him. they have free stuff now. But it, it, they list Scott Con here, and I was surprised that's not listed anywhere else. Um, um, besides Plex, but uh, real quick on Plex for free is a. 2011 cage movie called seeking justice that i don't think is available anywhere else so um you should get plex on your playstation um there's another one for you that's for free but <clears throat> yeah he plays uh the friend in texas okay I, I thought he looked familiar but then um yeah yeah he's yeah it's a shame he's he's not a he's not bad i mean he's not a bad actor but he's had like a successful run on hawaii Five O for like the past 10 years or so um oh man okay so there's there's other people in it that i know um so brenda vaccaro right yep um she plays the old woman that outs him as a whore mm-hmm. when he's trying to interview for his job at the fancy place um i know this woman uh josie davis yes Who's in just a bunch of like shit? Yeah, Josie Davis. The thing I know her from the most um, is um, an episode of Chuck. Uh, do you remember the one with uh, on the airplane with Stone Cold Steve Austin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's the flight. She's like the evil flight attendant in it. Um, and the only reason I know anything about Josie Davis is because the only other reference that I found in a video clip anywhere um, was. Uh, in reference to Josie Davis, um, and let me actually go ahead and just play that for you quickly because this actually ties into Sonny. Wallace Merck is also in it, who's like a. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm character actor from a bunch of stuff from the 80s and 90s okay so here's this 50 second clip um here really start going bananas how about directing are you directing again anytime i'd like to i'd like to direct a little more i've got some ideas nothing i want to divulge just yet but there's a script i'm having developed as we speak and hopefully that'll come in and i can start directing in a couple years time worked out real well you know josie davis josie's great josie's my roommate oh say hello to her for me she's a she's a lovely lady and she was really good in that movie she really was she was amazing yeah she really was how you said that she would be so excited yeah i'd like to work with her again Oh, I'll yeah, tell her that too. Yeah. She'd be excited to hear that. That's good. She's a really great actor. She uh, is, mm-hmm. and I really, I was, I, as I said, I thought she was remarkable and sunny. Mm-hmm. That is on Josie Davis's Facebook page. <laughs> so, and I just thought that was one really funny because she brings up about him directing again. He's like, "I got a script, yeah," and it's like. This is Ghost Rider that's in the background of this clip um, that he's advertising. So what was that like? Oh seven. Um, so yeah. yeah so one. yeah. So we're what fourteen years later. No, <laughs> no other directorial efforts from Nick Cage. Um, and then second, I thought it was really funny that like her um, 
uh, her friend is like trying to get her work and Cage is obviously being nice in this interview and um, uh, you know gracious and uh, now this clip is up on Josie Davis's Facebook page to self-advertise Nick Cage sitting there saying how great she is so embarrassment all around Josie Davis is not great in this performance <laughs> Um, she looks very nice naked. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's about all there is to speak to that performance. And I hate to like diminish someone's efforts into like one thing, which is like how good they look with their clothes off. But like the way he films it, like that's the point is you not only seeing her naked, but seeing her naked in the most uncomfortable positions while things are being thrown at her and she's being like humiliated. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, I mean, I guess like if that's your thing, then it's great, but it's really uncomfortable, right? To watch, and she's not a very good actress. Like she doesn't, she's not terrible or anything. I mean, it's like seriously, five minutes of screen time at most. But oh my god, Jim James Franco plays off of her so poorly. You want me out of your house because I'm an unclean thing? Because I'm an unclean? Because I'm a whore? Oh my god! god it's so unclean whore. Yeah, I think it's unclean thing. I think is what he says because he gets really like he's got that like drawl, that Narlin's drawl kind of thing. But then, like when he's saying this stuff, he almost gets this like very sharp enunciation of his words, and it's like almost Shakespearean. Like, I'm some kind of unclean thing. Like, I'm a whore. But he's naked. Right. And throwing bottles as he's saying this. Yeah, this sounds lesser, like a... This I'm lesser like a, than you. This sounds like a disaster. So, do you want to give the grade... And maybe they're the same thing. I don't know in this case. But it's like the, the one only cage director grade and the movie grade. Maybe that's the same thing in this case. I don't know, but... It's not incompetent. There's just nothing about it. I mean, like, I don't know. As a directorial effort, it's like a four out of ten, I guess. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. It's Lifetime Movie of the Week. Okay. Via Ilya Kazan, I suppose. I don't know. Um, or uh, Fastbender, I suppose. Oh, I'll give him Fastbender. Um,. As a film, it's like a 2 out of 10. It's a really bad movie. Mm-hmm. It's 20 minutes too long. It's way too self-congratulatory. And it thinks it's telling a more important story than it's ever going to tell. Um, the Cage performance in it is like a 7 out of 10 on the ridiculousness scale. It's just so grossly insulting of gay people. Mm-hmm. You know what it is? Well, you didn't watch that. See, I always think that, like, when we're talking about the stuff that, like, you've seen what I've seen, but you haven't seen what I've seen. No. I'm the only one that's <laughs> you've seen it, seen it all. I'm only talking to myself. Right. So, there's the performance he gives in fuck. The Arsenal, that one from, a, like, a month and a half ago, where he plays, like, the older gangster that's... Do you, do you remember this movie? No, that's it's not. The no, that's, dog, that's doggy dog. Um, uh, that I'm thinking of. No, I don't remember. It's it's, it's it's the two brothers and the one brother just got out of prison. Yeah, violent, and the yeah, other brother. That sounded like a really company. boring movie. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, it's it's bad. But 
Cage is basically giving that performance in this movie, but with a very misjudged gay like overlay to it. Okay. But not necessarily gay, but like not really gay, like how like your great grandfather assumed gay people were in like 1963. Gotcha. Like that's the kind of gay. Like gotcha. flamboyant and aggressive, and I mean, it's probably how my grandfather also assumed in 1963, and probably also my father assumed gay people. Listen, were I in like so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. It's probably how every generation except for me assumed gay people were in 1963. Like, honestly. right? You couldn't assume anything in 1963. Right. You couldn't even assume your own identity. You fucking <laughs> zygote. <laughs> so yeah, so that's sunny. Sunny with a chance of failure. But I'm fine. Tagline. <laughs> um, yeah, that sounds bad. It all sounds bad. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I after hearing about that, I assumed seeing that he didn't have another job directing that this must have been bad. Um, you know the saddest thing about how bad this movie is? It's always sad when I spend money on a quick cage movie, and it's not mm-hmm. the first time. Right, and the the one time was fine because it was wild at heart and like whatever. I'm fine with having that. In my you also collection. spent money on jujitsu. No, no, I I don't count renting movies as spending money. That just happens. I mean, like <laughs> when I have to actively purchase something from the internet and have it sent to my house. Holy shit! That is that 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 is psychologically revealing. But go ahead, sorry. <laughs> whatever. I mean, I don't have any. There's no physical evidence that I rented jujitsu. Jujitsu's on Netflix. That's how I watched it. Get over it. Um, I own this movie now forever. Like forever, right. Sunny will be sitting on my DVD shelf. Right. Let's see. What's it going to be next to? Um, the copy of Blood Diamond that you purchased in two thousand and six. No, I didn't buy Blood Diamond. Fuck you. That was me. I think it is you. It is you. That's the only way I've seen it. Is your copy? It's on the same shelf with here. Here's a selection of what's going to be on the shelf because. None of my shit's organized by any, like, semblance of logic. It's just all there. So, Naked City, a collection of Ingmar Bergman movies, uh, Straw Dogs, Kagemusha, um, Kaidan, um, Kind Hearts and Coronets is down there. Uh, the Last Metro, which is a good Truffaut movie, is down there. And a collection of John Cassavetes movies. And then next to all those things is going to be Nicolas Cage, Magnum Opus, Sonny. Because why should you direct more than one movie if you get it right the first time, right? Like, that's how that's right. how he should sell it. That's how I'm selling it, Nick Cage. You knocked it out of the park. No need to make any more. Like, there's no need to embarrass everyone. Huh. Every week I sit here on Wednesday night and when we're wrapping this shit up, and I think, the fuck am I going to watch this week? Like, what is... What Seeking is... Justice on Plex, I'm telling you. I want to... Alright. We're going to look for Plex on the old app store. It'll be there. Is it on the PS4? Or can I get it through um my Fire Stick? Uh, you, oh, I'm sure you can get it through the Fire Stick. Uh, I'm sure you what can get it through What is it called? Plex? Plex. 
P L E L E X. Yeah, Plex. Oh, like Megaplex and blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. Plex Plex is an old was an old thing that I used to use like ten years ago to stream from my PC to my television when I would illegally download like Doctor Who episodes and stuff. Um and uh I had not heard of Plex in a long time. Uh but I think uh uh friend david was doing that and like two years ago he mentioned plex and now plex actually has movies and tv shows up for free um on it as like as they broaden their services and um so i have it and like we'll look up podcast movies on there sometimes um it's very weird the selection they have the stuff for free it's like so just erratic but i'll look at that and um it just has never happened so far that that's uh, come up yet? Like where a movie's been on Plex as opposed to somewhere Have else? Have I watched Seeking Justice? I don't. Are you know. sure Seeking Justice isn't free somewhere or was? No, you, you we we haven't done Seeking Justice. Read me the description. It's going to sound like everything else, Frank. After his wife is assaulted, a husband enlists the services of a vigilante group to help him settle the score. Then he discovers they want a favor from him in return. Favor is in single quotes rather than double quotes. But Maybe it's not that big of a favor. Right. We need you to go to the grocery store. <laughs> oh, man. So this has... I don't remember any of this. This can't be right. So this has... Um, oh, my God. The cast on this is fucking amazing. Like... It has Nick Cage, Guy Pierce, January Jones, Jennifer Carpenter, Harold Perrineau, and Xander Berkeley, um, who will be making an appearance on the podcast this coming week uh, on the main podcast. Good old Xander. What do you think of that list of Maryland movies for some future? I think podcast. it's weird as shit, but um, I'm I'm fascinated to watch all these movies. Yeah, I was, I was, I was be, trying be, to kind of go all over the place with it. I've, so I've either. So it can be as diverse as Maryland is. Um, yeah, right. Uh-huh. Except there's no movies about giant crabs, which have never been filmed in Maryland that I know of. Oh, there's yeah. more than there's a bunch of Nick Cage movies on here, buddy. Oh, really? I don't know. I just yeah. Salt Seeking Justice was offered up. Oh, um, they are trying to direct me to Crackle too. What the fuck? I mean, I see the trust here. I've seen a bunch of ones you've already talked about. but Yeah, it's a whole new like streaming service for you, so you can find shit. It seems that a lot of times Plex will get things after Amazon has had them, but that's not always the case. Like, Oh, Grand Isle is on here. Hmm. I've been putting that off because it costs money. <laughs> see, there you go. Let's see if it's free. I mean, I just clicked Seeking Justice like a minute ago, and yeah, and it just plays. There wasn't even fucking any ads. It looked like I didn't even sign. I didn't even sign up. Oh, no wants me to sign up. Mm. I'm on PC. I just hit watch and I just start playing. No sign. Well, this is on Popcorn Flicks. Oh, like I said, there's a bunch of other sites that are trying to. Mm, direct gotcha. me to okay. the, well that and crackle yeah yeah well there you go um are you subscribed to crackle though for free so right i always forget about crackle 
Um, Crackle shows up when you Google stuff, though. Like, if you're looking for a movie, Crackle will show up. So, Plex does not. Um, but th that's a failure of Google. All right. So this was um, this was funner than usual, but still a grand disappointment. Um, all you have left now in the year of 2002 is uh, Wind Talkers. No, we've done Wind Talkers. What we did? Yeah. Did I, I think I made this mistake last week. You make it every time you bring up Wind Talkers because you get all excited about me. And I ain't never watching that fucking movie again. So I, don't, watched I do Wind not Talkers. remember Wind Talkers at all. Wind Talkers is the one where Nicolas Cage is deaf and he wants to get back out into action, but he can't because he's considered handicapped. So they make him the guardian of this oh, Navajo. Yes, I do breaker. remember that. Right. I do remember this. Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Making me relive Quick Cages on a Quick Cage. Right. And, so where, where are we at now then? <laughs> Going to 60 seconds, you've done. Uh, originally quick cages dog put a quick cage so fam quick family man you've done right no family man i'm saving for christmas next year oh right okay i got the confused it's, weather man it, it's the weather man that you did yeah family man is the only other um oh Nick see cage here's what you movie. should do well no frank that's not going to work out because we're going to be done before christmas well then as close to christmas as i can get okay so that movie makes me cry too i don't want to okay so it'll be the last movie before you do fucking uh captain fratelli's piccolo right right mama fratelli's yeah. um all right well here's what you can do is christmas carol the movie where he does the voice of jacob marley i know you're going to do an episode with a bunch of voice work but uh that's a christmas movie and you could link it with family man and just talk about that for five minutes i, mean, I really like that version of um two birds with one stone uh christmas carol people hate that movie but i'm um a big fan i love the visual style of it i'll um I might, actually, I, might, I might actually watch that just because that's uh, uh, James Murakami that did that. Um, oh, who did um, As the Wind Blows, or When the Wind Blows um, that I really liked. What just happened? Did somebody One of my die? blew in my house. Oh, I thought somebody, like, you heard a thump in the apartment above you. And no, it somebody... just scared the shit out of me because it's these high power bulbs. Mm. Uh, the people upstairs are jumping around. For is like that, no fucking reason. Is that what made the light blow? You think? It might be. I don't know. I'm gonna have to call fucking maintenance. I'm come out and replace some of these lights. <laughs> That's. I don't have a step ladder. There man. is there a. <laughs> <laughs> there, it's like it's like DoorDash, but for life. It's just listen, called maintenance. Listen to replace listen, the white bulbs. Listen to me. I can go on my fucking phone right now and go to my portal where I pay my rent and open a work ticket and say, I need lights replaced. And when I come home tomorrow, that should'll be done. Right. Yeah. The light in the foyer and one of the lights in the living room. Place it. And it'll be done. So anyway, this, this early did you do you did City of Angels already, did you? I have not, I'm saying. You have not? Oh, okay. No, I dude, I can't watch that movie. Come on. <laughs> Can you hear them stomping around upstairs? They're fucking crazy. I cannot. No. I, I feel bad because I actually kind of like these people because they seem like they're just like, I mean, they seem really dumb, but they seem give, like give, genuine. Give, but, oh, okay. All right. So there's there's two adjectives. I was going to ask you to give me one adjective, but um, 
I'm trying to flip through. He, oh, there it is, Seeking Justice. It's recently added, so I swear to God I've watched this. Oh, maybe not. I'll watch it again, whatever. Yeah. yeah, well, if you watch it, you haven't talked about it. There's really good stuff on here. Fish Tank is on here. Yeah, there's was... is on here. Yeah, there's 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 good stuff on there. Um, the guy to recognize in your saints. That's a good movie. Ace in the Hole, and that's like a Criterion worthy movie. Yeah, it's so weird, like how some of the stuff with streaming services like ends up, um, like how they end up being on multiple streaming services. So it's like this is so uh, what is it? like Love Witch, right? Love Witch is on Plex here, but it's also on Amazon right now. And it is also on Shutter, like, and but here it's free, and it's like it's so weird. It's 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 bizarre to me, like how some of this shit works. Because there will be stuff on Tubi sometimes for free. I know that has ads, but this doesn't even have any fucking ads most of the time. Plex, um, it's it's all very bizarre how any of it works. I think Train to Pisan is on every single fucking streaming service in the world. Yeah. Probably. See, like, here's here's a good question for you to answer. Yes. How many streaming repulsion is on fucking Plex? That's so weird. How many streaming services can the horror movie Rubber show up on that I will ignore it on? I mean, that's that's almost the same question for Train to Busan because you told me about that movie three years ago and I still haven't watched it. Train to Busan is a good movie. You're. I know everybody tells me that, and it's like I just can't hit play. Like. I have so many other things to watch, Frank. Like, you watch garbage, and you can watch like a good movie, and you refuse oh, to watch. I, good I, movie. I mean, I watch garbage. I well, I watch the movies that you tell me to watch no, in terms of the podcast, spend... and I that spends, and then I then I have to decompress from all the good movies that you tell me to watch for the podcast. So. And I gotta watch there's, shit like there's, Justice there's, League and Aquaman, and there's no need to be condescending, man. You, you fucking Condescend me, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Hurt Locker's on. Oh, that's on crack. Oh, I see where they're going now. Okay. Yeah. Hurt Locker's on everything, too. Hurt Locker's another one that, like, is just on every streaming service ever at some point. Yeah. Return of the Living Dead 3 is on uh, Plex, though. That um would have been. I see. I didn't look that up on Plex, and I should have because I paid for that. It's free Spoilers. somewhere. No, it was not. Well, it's free for Frank somewhere. I don't know what that is. All the time. It used to be, oh, it was free on Amazon forever until recently. Oh, well, you should have watched it then. Well, right. Uh, By recently, I mean the past couple months, but like, um, I I think it was before, you know, whatever, January or something, whenever you, December when you made that list. So it was a few months ago, I guess, at this point. Whatever. Um, whatever. I, I got it. What? It's on Prime. No. No. You got some kind of. It's on Cinemax. Right. You got some kind of black match. This is on say. Like Whatever. It's yeah. You, you, I said it like, was free somewhere. Right. Yeah. You got some. You got some Cinemax going on. Um, 
that has like fucking like three movies otherwise that you may ever want to watch in your entire life. Um, but you still got you're still paying fucking six ninety nine for it a month or so probably. Yeah. You can watch you can, um I stand by my decisions. <laughs> you can watch that Clive Owen TV show, whatever that's called. Oh no, I don't watch TV shows. <laughs> All right. I think that's enough off topic for the night. Um, that movie sounded terrible. Um, I'm glad Nick Cage has never directed another movie. Or maybe I'm not. Maybe I would prefer Nick Cage to just start directing movies so they can just be abysmal. Um, yeah, you need to. You need, you need you need to get him back into it. Right. It sounded like he had a script. I mean, uh, we're just uh, waiting 14 years for it. Yeah, so next tell, week... Tell Julia I said hello. Because it'll be some ridiculous fucking movie that'll probably be bad. Next week I have... Nick Cage talking about what he thinks is it's a four minute clip of him talking briefly about his what he thinks his five best movies are. Um, that I'm going to play for you and get your. Should I come up with my list and then well, what 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 year is it from? Uh what is he advertising here? The Frozen Ground. So I think that was thirteen, maybe two thousand. Yeah, two thousand eleven. Two thousand eleven. Okay, I'm in that. Yeah, somewhere in there. That's fan. All right, so I'll do from two thousand ten and before. Okay. My top five Nick Cage, and we'll see how close we are to each other. Right. Okay. That's that's pretty exciting. I, I'm 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 looking forward to whatever nonsense I got to watch this week just to get to that. Yeah. So let me just uh, save this as a bookmark. Uh. Yeah. All right. Got it. All right. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do this next week. All right. Going to do, do it well. It is tired. Yep. Yeah. All right. Everybody have All a right, good week. Good Thank you for listening. Bye. Deuces.